Chapter Seven of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. The Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty, by Samuel Pepys, July, sixteen sixty. July first. This morning came home my fine camlet cloak with gold buttons and a silk suit, which cost me much money and I pray God to make me able to pay for it. I went to the cook's and got a good joint of meat, and my wife and I dined at home alone, in the afternoon to the abbey, where a good sermon by a stranger, but no common prayer yet. After sermon called in at Mrs. Crisp's, where I saw mine here Rhoda, that is to marry Sam Hartlib's sister, a great fortune for her to light on, she being worth nothing in the world. Here I also saw Mrs. Greenlife, who is come again to live in Axe Yard with her new husband, Mr. Adams then to my lord's, where I stayed a while, so to see for Mr. Creed to speak about getting a copy of Barlow's patent, to my lord's, where late at night comes Mr. Morland, whom I left prating with my lord, and so home. Second, infinite of business that my heart and head and all were full, met with Purser Washington, with whom, and a lady, a friend of his, I dined at the Bell Tavern, in King Street, but the rogue had no more manners than to invite me, and to let me pay my club all the afternoon with my lord, going up and down the town. At seven at night he went home, and there the principal officers of the navy, among the rest myself, was reckoned one. We had order to meet to-morrow, to draw up such an order of the council, as would put us into action before our patents were passed, at which my heart was glad. At night supped with my lord, he and I together, in the great dining-room alone by ourselves, the first time I ever did it in London. Home to bed, my maid pretty well again. Third. All the morning the officers and commissioners of the navy we met at Sir G. Carteret's chamber, and agreed upon orders for the council to supersede the old ones, and empower us to act. Dined with Mr. Stevens, the treasurer's man of the navy, and Mr. Turner, to whom I offered fifty pounds out of my own purse for one year, and the benefit of a clerk's allowance beside, which he thanked me for. But I find he hath some design yet in his head, which I could not think of. In the afternoon my heart was quite pulled down, by being told that Mr. Barlow was to inquire to-day for Mr. Coventry, but at night I met with my lord, who told me that I need not fear, for he would get me the place against the world. And when I came to W. Howe, he told me that Dr. Petty had been with my lord, and did tell him that Barlow was a sickly man, and did not intend to execute the place himself, which put me in great comfort again. Till two in the morning writing letters, and things for my lord to send to see, so home to my wife to bed. Fourth. Up very early in the morning, and landing my wife at Whitefriar Stairs, I went to the bridge, and so to the treasurers of the navy, with whom I spake about the business of my office, who put me into very good hopes of my business. At his house comes Commissioner Pett, and he and I went to view the houses in Seething Lane belonging to the navy, where I find the worst very good, and had great fears in my mind that they will shuffle me out of them, which troubles me. From thence to the excise office in Broad Street, where I received five hundred pounds for my lord by appointment of the treasurer, and went afterwards down with Mr. Ludyard, and drank my morning draught with him and other officers, thence to Mr. Bakewell's, the goldsmith, where I took my lord's hundred pound in plate for Mr. Secretary Nicholas, and my own piece of plate, being a state dish and cup in chased work, for Mr. Coventry, cost me above nineteen pounds. Carried these and the money by coach to my lord's at Whitehall, and from thence carried Nicholas's plate to his house and left it there, intending to speak with him anon. So to Westminster Hall, where meeting with Monsieur L'Impertinent, 
and W. Bowyer. I took them to the Sun Tavern, and gave them a lobster and some wine, and sat talking like a fool till four o'clock. So to my lord's, and walking all the afternoon in Whitehall Court, in expectation of what shall be done in the council as to our business. It was strange to see how all the people flocked together bare, to see the king looking out of the council window. At night my lord told me how my orders that I drew last night, about giving us power to act, are granted by the council, at which he and I were very glad. Home and to bed, my boy lying in my house this night the first time. 5th. This morning my brother Tom brought me my Jack and Ape's coat with silver buttons. It rained this morning, which makes us fear that the glory of this great day will be lost, the King and Parliament being to be entertained by the city to-day with great pomp. Mr. Hayter was with me to-day, and I agreed with him to be my clerk. Being at Whitehall, I saw the King, the Dukes, and all the attendants go forth in the rain to the city, and it bedraggled many a fine suit of clothes. I was forced to walk all the morning in Whitehall, not knowing how to get out because of the rain. Met with Mr. Cooling, my Lord Chamberlain's secretary, who took me to dinner among the gentlemen waiters, and after dinner into the wine-cellar. He told me how he had a project for all us secretaries to join together, and get money by bringing all business into our hands. Thence to the Admiralty, where Mr. Blackburn and I, it beginning to hold up, went and walked an hour or two in the park, he giving of me light in many things in my way in this office that I go about. And in the evening I got my present of plate carried to Mr. Coventry's. At my lord's at night comes Dr. Petty to me, to tell me that Barlow had come to town, and other things, which put me into a despair, and I went to bed very sad. 6th. In the morning, with my lord at Whitehall, got the order of the council for us to act, from thence to Westminster Hall, and there met with the doctor that showed us so much kindness at the Hague, and took him to the Sun Tavern and drank with him. So to my lord's, and dined with W. Howe and Sarah, thinking it might be the last time that I might dine with them together. In the afternoon my lord and I, and Mr. Coventry, and Sir G. Carteret, went and took possession of the Navy office, whereby my mind was a little cheered, but my hopes not great. From then Sir G. Carteret and I to the Treasurer's office, where he set some things in order, and so home, calling upon Sir Geoffrey Palmer, who did give me advice about my patent, which put me to some doubt to know what to do, Barlow being alive. Afterwards called at Mr. Pym's about getting me a coat of velvet, and he took me to the half-moon, and the house so full that we stayed above half an hour before we could get anything. So to my lord's, where in the dark, W. Howe and I did sing extemporis, and I find by use that we are able to sing a bass and a treble pretty well. So home and to bed. 7th. To my lord, one with me to buy a clerk's place, and I did demand a hundred pounds. To the council chamber, where I took an order for the advance of the salaries of the officers of the navy, and I find mine to be raised to three hundred and fifty pounds per annum. Thence to the change, where I bought two fine prints of Regotti from Rubens, and afterwards dined with my uncle and Aunt White, where her sister Cox and her husband were. After that to Mr. Rawlinson's with my uncle, and thence to the Navy office, where I began to take an inventory of the papers and goods and books of the office. To my lord's, late writing letters, so home to bed. 8th, Lord's Day. To Whitehall Chapel, where I got in with ease by going before the Lord Chancellor with Mr. Kipps. Here I heard very good music, the first time that ever I remember to have heard the organs and singing men in surplices in my life. The Bishop of Chichester preached before the King, and made a great flattering sermon, which I did not like, that clergy should meddle with matters of state. Dined with Mr. Llewellyn and Salisbury at a cook-shop. Home, and stayed all the afternoon with my wife till after sermon. There till Mr. Fairbrother came to call us out to my father's to supper. 
He told me how he had perfectly procured me to be made master in arts by proxy, which did somewhat please me, though I remember my cousin Roger Pepys was the other day persuading me from it. While we were at supper came Wynne Howe, to supper to us, and after supper went home to bed. Ninth, All the morning at Sir G. Palmer's advising about getting my bill drawn, from thence to the Navy office, where in the afternoon we met and sat, and there I began to sign bills in the office the first time. From thence Captain Holland and Mr. Brown of Harwich took me to a tavern, and did give me a collation. From thence to the temple, to further my bills being done, and so home to my lord, and thence to bed. Tenth. This day I put on first my new silk suit, the first that ever I wore in my life. This morning came Nan Pepys's husband, Mr. Hall, to see me, being lately come to town. I had never seen him before. I took him to the Swan Tavern with Mr. Eglin, and there drank our morning draught. Home, and called my wife, and took her to Dr. Clodius's to a great wedding of Nan Hartley, to Mynheer Roder, which was kept at Goring House with very great state, cost, and noble company. But among all the beauties there, my wife was thought the greatest. After dinner I left the company, and carried my wife to Mrs. Turner's. I went to the Attorney-General's, and had my bill, which cost me seven pieces. I called my wife, and set her home and finding my lord in Whitehall Garden, I got him to go to the secretary's, which he did, and desired the dispatch of his and my bills to be signed by the king. His bill is to be Earl of Sandwich, Viscount Hinchingbrook, and Baron of St. Neots. Home, with my mind pretty quiet, not returning as I said I would, to see the bride put to bed. 11th. With Sir W. Penn by water to the Navy office, where we met and dispatched business. And that being done, we went all to dinner to the Dolphin, upon Major Brown's invitation. After that to the office again, where I was vexed, and so was Commissioner Pett, to see a busy fellow come to look out the best lodgings for my Lord Barclay, and the combining between him and Sir W. Penn, and indeed was troubled much at it. Home to Whitehall, and took up my bill signed by the King, and carried it to Mr. Watkins of the Privy Seal, to be dispatched there, and going home to take a cap, I borrowed a pair of sheets of Mr. Howe, and by coach went to the Navy office, and lay Mr. Hayton, my clerk, with me, at Commissioner Willoughby's house, where I was received by him very civilly, and slept well. Twelfth. Up early and by coach to Whitehall with Commissioner Pett, where, after we had talked with my lord, I went to the Privy Seal and got my bill perfected there, and at the Signet, and then to the House of Lords, and met with Mr. Kipps, who directed me to Mr. Beale to get my patent engrossed, but he not having time to get it done in Chancery hand, I was forced to run all up and down Chancery Lane and the Six Clerks' office but could find none that could write the hand that were at leisure. And so, in a despair, went to the Admiralty, where we met the first time there, my Lord Montague, my Lord Barclay, Mr. Coventry, and all the rest of the principal officers and commissioners, except only the controller, who is not yet chosen. At night to Mr. Kipps's lodgings, but not finding him, I went to Mr. Spong's, and there I found him, and got him to come to me to my Lord's lodgings, at eleven o'clock of night, when I got him to take my bill to write it himself, which was a great providence that he could do it, against to-morrow morning. I late writing letters to sea by the post, and so home to bed, in great trouble, because I heard at Mr. Beale's to-day, that Barlow had been there, and said that he would make a stop in the business. Thirteenth, up early, the first day that I put on my black camlet coat with silver buttons, to Mr. Spong, whom I found in his nightgown, writing of my patent, and he had done as far as he could for that, etc., by eight o'clock. It being done, we carried it to Worcester House to the Chancellor, where Mr. Kipps, a strange providence that he should now be in a condition to do me a kindness, which I never thought him capable of doing for me, got me the Chancellor's receipt to my bill, and so carried it to Mr. Beale for a docket, 
laughed. He was very angry, and unwilling to do it, because he said it was ill-writ, because I had got it writ by another hand and not by him. But by much importunity I got Mr. Spong to go to his office, and make an end of my patent, and in the meantime Mr. Beale to be preparing my docket, which being done, I did give him two pieces, after which it was strange how civil and tractable he was to me. From thence I went to the Navy office, where we dispatched much business, and resolved of the houses for the officers and commissioners, which I was glad of, and I got leave to have a door made me into the leads. From thence, much troubled in mind about my patent, I went to Mr. Beale again, who had now finished my patent, and made it ready for the seal, about an hour after I went to meet him at the Chancellor's. So I went away towards Westminster, and in my way met with Mr. Spong, and went with him to Mr. Lilly, and ate some bread and cheese, and drank with him, who still would be giving me counsel of getting my patent out, for fear of another change, and my Lord Montague's fall. After that to Worcester House, where by Mr. Kipps's means, and my pressing in General Montague's name to the Chancellor, I did, beyond all expectation, get my seal passed, and while it was doing in one room, I was forced to keep Sir G. Carteret, who by chance met me there, ignorant of my business, in talk, while it was a-doing, went home and brought my wife with me into London, and some money, with which I paid Mr. Beale nine pounds in all, and took my patent of him, and went to my wife again, whom I had left in a coach at the door of Hind Court, and presented her with my patent, at which she was overjoyed. So to the Navy office, and showed her my house, and were both mightily pleased at all things there, and so to my business. So home with her, leaving her at her mother's door. I to my lord's, where I dispatched an order for a ship to fetch Sir R. Honeywood home, and were both mightily pleased at all things there, and so to my business for which I got two pieces of my Lady Honeywood, by young Mr. Pole, Late writing letters, and great doings of music at the next house, which was Wally's, the King and Duke's there with Madame Palmer, a pretty woman that they have a fancy to, to make her husband a cuckold. Here at the old door that did go into his lodgings, my lord, I, and W. Howe, did stand listening a great while to the music. After that, home to bed. This day I should have been at Guildhall to have borne witness for my brother Hawley against Black Collar, but I could not, at which I was troubled. To bed, with the greatest quiet of mind that I have had a great while, having ate nothing but a bit of bread and cheese at Lily's to-day, and a bit of bread and butter after I was abed. Fourteenth. Up early, and advised with my wife for the putting of all our things, in a readiness to be sent to our new house, to my lord's, where he was in bed very late, so with Major Tolhurst and others to Harper's, and I sent for my barrel of pickled oysters, and there ate them, while we were doing so, comes in Mr. Pagan Fisher, the poet, and promises me, what he had long ago done, a book in praise of the King of France, with my arms, and a dedication to me very handsome. After him comes Mr. Shepley, come from sea yesterday, whom I was glad to see, that he may ease me of the trouble of my lord's business. So to my lord's, where I stayed doing his business, and taking his commands. After that to Westminster Hall, where I paid all my debts in order to my going away from hence. Here I met with Mr. Eglin, who would needs take me to the leg in King Street, and gave me a dish of meat to dinner, and so I sent for Monsieur Lampertinon, where we sat long and were merry. After that parted, and I took Mr. Butler with me into London by coach, and shewed him my house at the Navy office, and did give order for the laying in coals, so into Fenchurch Street, and did give him a glass of wine at Rawlinson's, and was trimmed in the street, so to my lord's late writing letters and so home, where I found my wife had packed up all her goods in the house fit for a removal. So to bed. Fifteenth. Lay long in bed to recover my rest. Going forth, met with Mr. Shepley, 
and went and drank my morning draught with him at Wilkinson's, and my brother Spicer, after that to Westminster Abbey, and in Henry the Seventh Chapel heard part of a sermon, the first that ever I heard there, to my lord's, and dined all alone at the table with him. After dinner he and I alone fell to discourse, and I find him plainly to be a sceptic in all things of religion, and to make no great matter of anything therein, but to be a perfect stoic. In the afternoon to Henry the Seventh Chapel, where I heard service and a sermon there, and after that meeting W. Bower there, he and I to the park, and walked a good while till night. So to Harper's and drank together, and Captain Stoke came to us, and so I fell into discourse of buying paper at the first hand in my office, and the captain promised me to buy it for me in France. After that to my lord's lodgings, where I wrote some business, and so home. My wife at home all the day, she having no clothes out, all being packed up yesterday. For this month I have wholly neglected anything of news, and so have beyond belief been ignorant how things go. But now by my patent, my mind is in some quiet, which God keep. I was not at my father's to-day, I being afraid to go for fear he should still solicit me to speak to my lord for a place in the wardrobe, which I dare not do, because of my own business yet. My wife and I mightily pleased with our new house that we hope to have. My patent has cost me a great deal of money, about forty pounds, which is the only thing at present which do trouble me much. In the afternoon to Henry the Seventh Chapel, where I heard a sermon and spent, God forgive me, most of my time in looking upon Mrs. Butler. After that, with W. Bowyer, to walk in the park. Afterwards, to my lord's lodgings, and so home to bed, having not been at my father's to-day. 16th. This morning it proved very rainy weather, so that I could not remove my goods to my house. I to my office, and did business there, and so home, it being then sunrise. But by the time that I got to my house, it began to rain again, so that I could not carry my goods by cart as I would have done. After that to my lord's, and so home, and to bed. 17th. This morning, as indeed all the mornings nowadays, much business at my lord's. There came to my house before I went out Mr. Barlow, an old consumptive man, and fair-conditioned, with whom I did discourse a great while. And after much talk I did grant him what he asked, viz. fifty pounds per annum, if my salary be not increased, and a hundred pounds per annum, in case it be to three hundred and fifty pounds, at which he was very well pleased to be paid, as I received my money and not otherwise. Going to my lord's, I found my lord had got a great cold and kept his bed, and so I brought him to my lord's bedside, and he and I did agree together to this purpose what I should allow him. That done, and the day proving fair, I went home and got all my goods packed up and sent away, and my wife and I and Mrs. Hunt went by coach, overtaking the carts a-drinking in the strand. Being come to my house and set in the goods, and at night sent my wife and Mrs. Hunt to buy something for supper. They bought a quarter of lamb, and so we ate it, but it was not half-roasted. Will, Mr. Blackburn's nephew, is so obedient that I am greatly glad of him. At night he and I and Mrs. Hunt, home by water to Westminster, I to my lord, and after having done some business with him in his chamber in the nursery, which has been now his chamber since he came from sea, I went on foot with a link-boy to my home, where I found my wife in bed, and Jane washing the house, and Will the boy sleeping, and a great deal of sport I had before I could wake him. I to bed the first night that I ever lay here with my wife. 18th. This morning the carpenter made an end of my door out of my chamber upon the leads. This morning we met at the office. I dined at my house in Seething Lane, and after that, going about four o'clock to Westminster, I met with Mr. Carter and Mr. Cook coming to see me in a coach, and so I returned home. I did also meet with Mr. Pierce, a surgeon, 
with a porter with him, with a barrel of lemons, which my man Burr sends me from sea. I took all these people home to my house, and did give them some drink, and after them comes Mr. Shepley, and after a little stay we all went by water to Westminster, as far as the new exchange, thence to my lord about business, and being in talk, in comes one with half a buck from Hinchinbrook, and it smelling a little strong, my lord did give it me, though it was good as any could be. I did carry it to my mother, where I had not been a great while, and indeed had no great mind to go, because my father did lay upon me continually, to do him a kindness at the wardrobe, which I could not do, because of my own business, being so fresh with my lord. But my father was not at home, and so I did leave the venison with her, to dispose of as she pleased. After that home, where W. Hewer now was, and did lie this night with us the first night. My mind very quiet, only little trouble I have for the great debts, which I have still upon me to the secretary, Mr. Kipps, and Mr. Spong for my patent. Nineteenth. I did lie late abed. I and my wife by water landed her at Whitefriars with her boy, with an iron of our new range, which is already broke, and my wife will have changed, and many other things she has to buy with the help of my father to-day. I to my lord, and found him in bed. This day I received my commission to swear people the oath of allegiance and supremacy delivered me by my lord. After talk with my lord I went to Westminster Hall, where I took Mr. Mitchell and his wife, and Mrs. Murford we sent for afterwards to the Dog Tavern, where I did give them a dish of anchovies and olives, and paid for all, and did talk of our old discourse, when we did use to talk of the King, in the time of the rump, privately. After that to the Admiralty Office in Whitehall, where I stayed and writ my last observations for these four days last past. Great talk of the difference between the Episcopal and Presbyterian clergy, but I believe it will come to nothing. So home and to bed. Twentieth. We sat at the office this morning, Sir W. Batten and Mr. Pett being upon a survey to Chatham. This morning I sent my wife to my father's, and he is to give me five pounds worth of pewter. After we rose at the office, I went to my father's, where my uncle Fenner and all his crew and Captain Holland and his wife and my wife were at dinner at a venison pasty of the venison that I did give my mother the other day. I did this time show so much coldness to W. Joyce that I believe all the table took notice of it. After that to Westminster about my lord's business, and so home, my lord having not been well these two or three days, and I hear that Mr. Barnwell at Hinchinbrook is fallen sick again. Home and to bed. 21st. This morning Mr. Barlow had appointed for me to bring him what form I would have the agreement between him and me to pass, which I did to his lodgings at the Golden Eagle in the New Street, between Fetter Lane and Shoe Lane, where he liked it very well, and I from him went to get Mr. Spong to engross it in duplicates, to my lord and spoke to him about the business of the Privy Seal for me to be sworn, though I got nothing by it, but to do Mr. Moore a kindness, which he did give me a good answer to. Went to the six clerks' office to Mr. Spong for the writings, and dined with him at a club at the next door, where we had three voices to sing catches. So to my house to write letters, and so to Whitehall about business of my lord's concerning his creation, and so home and to bed. 22nd. Lord's Day. All this last night it had rained hard. My brother Tom came this morning the first time to see me, and I paid him all that I owe my father to this day. Afterwards I went out and looked into several churches, and so to my uncle Fenner's, whither my wife was got before me, and we, my father and mother, and all the Joyces, and my aunt Belle, whom I had not seen many a year before. After dinner to Whitehall, my wife to church with K. Joyce, where I find my lord at home, and walked in the garden with him, 
he showing me all the respect that can be. I left him and went to walk in the park, where great endeavouring to get into the inward park, but could not get in. One man was basted by the keeper, for carrying some people over on his back through the water. Afterwards to my lord's, where I stayed and drank with Mr. Shepley, having first sent to get a pair of oars. It was the first time that ever I went by water on the Lord's Day. Home, and at night had a chapter read, and I read prayers out of the common prayer-book, the first time that ever I read prayers in this house. So to bed. 23rd. This morning Mr. Barlow comes to me, and he and I went forth to a scrivener in Fenchurch Street, whom we found sick of the gout in bed, and signed and sealed our agreement before him. He urged to have these words, in consideration whereof, to be interlined, which I granted, though against my will. Met this morning at the office, and afterwards Mr. Barlow by appointment came and dined with me, and both of us very pleasant and pleased. After dinner to my lord, who took me to Secretary Nicholas, and there before him and Secretary Morris, my lord and I, upon our knees together, took our oaths of allegiance and supremacy, and the oath of the privy seal, of which I was much glad, though I am not likely to get anything by it at present, but I do desire it, for fear of a turn-out of our office. That done, and my lord gone from me, I went with Mr. Cooling and his brother, and Sam Hartlib, Little Jennings and some others, to the King's Head Tavern at Charing Cross, where after dinner I took boat and so home, where we sat merrily among ourselves, our little boy proving a droll, and so after prayers to bed. This day my lord had heard that Mr. Barnwell was dead, but it is not so yet, though he be very ill. I was troubled all this day with Mr. Cook, being willing to do him good, but my mind is so taken up with my own business that I cannot. Twenty-fourth, to Whitehall, where I did acquaint Mr. Watkins with my being sworn into the privy seal, at which he was much troubled, but put it up, and did offer me a kinsman of his to be my clerk, which I did give him some hope of, though I never intended. In the afternoon I spent much time in walking in Whitehall Court, with Mr. Bickerstaff, who was very glad of my lord's being sworn, because of his business with his brother Baron, which is referred to my Lord Chancellor, and to be ended to-morrow. Baron had got a grant beyond sea, to come in before the reversionary of the Privy Seal. This afternoon Mr. Matthews came to me, to get a certificate of my Lord's, and my being sworn, which I put in some forwardness, and so home and to bed. 25th. In the morning at the office, and after that down to Whitehall, where I met with Mr. Creed, and with him and a Welsh schoolmaster, a good scholar but a very pedagogue, to the ordinary at the leg in King Street. I got my certificate of my Lord's and my being sworn. This morning my Lord took leave of the House of Commons, and had the thanks of the House for his great services to his country. In the afternoon—but this is a mistake, for it was yesterday in the afternoon—Monsieur Lampertinant and I met, and I took him to the Sun and drank with him, and in the evening going away we met his mother and sisters and father coming from the gatehouse, where they lodged, where I did the first time salute them all and very pretty madam frances is indeed after that very late home and called in tower street and there at her barber's was trimmed the first time home into bed twenty sixth early to whitehall thinking to have a meeting of my lord and the principal officers but my lord could not it being the day that he was to go and be admitted in the house of lords his patent being done which he presented upon his knees to the speaker and so it was read in the house and he took his place I at the Privy Seal office with Mr. Hooker, who brought me acquainted with Mr. Crofts of the Signet, and I invited them to a dish of meat at the leg in King Street, and so we dined there, and I paid for all, and had very good light given me as to my employment there. Afterwards to Mr. Pierce's, where I should have dined, but I could not, but found Mr. Shepley and W. Howe there, 
After we had drunk hard, we parted, and I went away and met Dr. Castle, who is one of the clerks of the Privy Seal, and told him how things were with my lord and me, which he received very gladly. I was this day told how Baron, against all expectation and law, has got the place of Bickerstaff, and so I question whether he will not lay claim to wait the next month, but my lord tells me that he will stand for it. In the evening I met with T. Doling, who carried me to St. James's Fair, and there meeting with W. Simons and his wife, and Llewellyn, and D. Scoble's wife and cousin, we went to Woods at the Pell-Mell, our old house for clubbing, and there we spent till ten at night, at which time I sent to my lord's for my clerk Will to come to me, and so by link home to bed, where I found Commissioner Willoughby had sent for all his things away out of my bedchamber, which is a little disappointment, but it is better than pay too dear for them. 27th. The last night Sir W. Batten and Sir W. Penn came to their houses at the office, met this morning and did business till noon, dined at home and from thence to my lord's, where Will, my clerk, and I were all the afternoon making up my accounts, which we had done by night, and I find myself worth about a hundred pounds after all my expenses. At night I sent to W. Bowyer to bring me a hundred pounds, being that he had in his hands of my lord's, in keeping, out of which I paid Mr. Shepley all that remained due to my lord upon my balance, and took the rest home with me late at night. We got a coach, but the horses were tired, and could not carry us further than St. Dunstan's. So we light, and took a link, and so home, weary to bed. 28th. Early in the morning rose, and a boy brought me a letter from Poet Fisher, who tells me that he is upon a panegyric of the king, and desired to borrow a piece of me, and I sent him half a piece. To Westminster, and there dined with Mr. Shepley and W. Howe, afterwards meeting with Mr. Henson, who had formerly had the brave clock that went with bullets, which is now taken away from him by the king, it being his goods. I went with him to the Swan Tavern, and sent for Mr. Butler, who was now all full of his high discourse in praise of Ireland, whither he and his whole family are going, by Colonel Dillon's persuasion. But so many lies I never heard in praise of anything as he told of Ireland. So home late at night, and to bed. 29th, Lord's Day. I and my boy Will to Whitehall, and I with my lord to Whitehall Chapel, where I heard a cold sermon of the Bishop of Salisbury's, and the ceremonies did not please me, they do so overdo them. My lord went to dinner at Kensington with my lord Camden. So I dined and took Mr. Burfett, my lord's chaplain, and his friend along with me, with Mr. Shepley at my lord's. In the afternoon, with Dick Vines and his brother Peyton, we walked to Listen Green and Marybone, and back again, and finding my lord at home, I got him to look over my accounts, which he did approve of, and sign them, and so we are even to this day. Of this I was glad, and do think myself worth clear money about a hundred and twenty pounds. Home late, calling in at my father's without stay. To bed. Thirtieth. Sat at our office to-day, and my father came this day the first time to see us at my new office, and Mrs. Crisp by chance came in and sat with us, looked over our house, and advised about the furnishing of it. This afternoon I got my fifty pounds, due to me for my first quarter's salary as secretary to my lord, paid to Tom Hayter for me, which he received and brought home to me, of which I am full glad. To Westminster, and among other things, met with Mr. Moore, and took him and his friend, a bookseller of Paul's churchyard, to the Rhenish wine-house, and drinking there, the sword-bearer of London, Mr. Mann, came to ask for us, with whom we sat late, discoursing about the worth of my office of clerk of the axe, which he hath a mind to buy, and I asked four years' purchase. We are to speak more of it to-morrow. Home on foot, and seeing him at home at Butler's Merry, he lent me a torch, which Will carried, and so home. 31st. To Whitehall, where my lord and the principal officers met, 
and had a great discourse about raising of money for the navy which is in very sad condition and money must be raised for it mr blackburn dr clark and i to the quakers and dined there i back to the admiralty and there was doing things in order to the calculating of the debts of the navy and other business all the afternoon at night i went to the privy seal where i found mr crofts and matthews making up all their things to leave the office to-morrow to those that come to wait the next month i took them to the sun tavern and there made them drink and discourse concerning the office and what i was to expect to-morrow about baron who pretends to the next month late home by coach so far as ludgate with mr matthews and thence home on foot with w hewer with me and so to bed end of july